Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome to our Disney bonus episode, the long-awaited Disney bonus episode. Yes, and I'm so, so excited he's letting me do this because he keeps rolling his eyes. There's there's no, like, letting you do anything about this. This is like, this was going to happen no matter what. Yeah, uh, you just really didn't have a choice in this one, and that's okay. I yeah. mean, you like Disney just as much as I do. I do love Disney. I will give you that. Um but I was a little reluctant on doing this this particular episode. Yeah, but I why I don't understand why. I don't know. It's just kind of like a I don't I have no idea. I don't know. You're being weird. People have asked us about our Disney trip so many times, and people have even messaged us about like, how did your Disney trip go? We want to hear about your Disney trip. So I'm glad we are doing this particular podcast. Plus. It is one of my favorite topics to discuss. That is true. Ironically enough, we did get a message this morning, a Facebook message requesting the Disney podcast. So here you go. Here it is. Are you ready? (laughs) Oh, before we get started, we do have to mention that we have a few guests with us in the studio today. We have our children. Our children are Almost here. all of them. Not quite all of them. Yeah, our two-year-old Kobe is not here, but our th- uh, other three boys are here. And I don't know how much or how little they are going to talk, but we're going to let them introduce themselves. And we are going to start with, go ahead, Carter. Uh, I'm Carter. I'm in third grade, and I'm nine years old. And go ahead. I'm Raiden. I'm in fifth grade, and I'm 11 years old. (laughs) You noticed he had to clear his throat before he said anything. He was. No, my throat was like. (laughs) And then we we also have in the studio with us today Beckett. Beckett is being a little bit shy right now. Maybe he'll warm up as the episode continues. But Beckett is our six-year-old. He's here with us today too. Yeah, so we wanted to start our podcast by letting you know what our schedule was like for the week, Um, and just to let you know kind of how we do Disney. This time, we actually went on a Thursday, and we came back on a Thursday, which We found, I thought that was a really, really great idea because we were able to get back in town um, before church on Sunday a few days that we had a minute to rest and recuperate. What did you think about that? That that actually was super nice. Great planning on um, the person who planned the trips part, which... Was me. No, 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 no. (laughs) I am the one that planned the Thursday to Thursday aspect. (laughs) Now, I will be honest with you. The reason that we did Thursday to Thursday was because the flights were cheaper and the hotel was cheaper that way as well. Yeah, and this is actually the first time we've flown into Disney with our children. Um, the two of us have gone together. Um, one time we, we did um, uh, Pastor Skelly, Pastor Carrie Schmidt, um, both have, or excuse me, kind of run in the gospel. It's like a pastor's retreat, but it is down in Orlando. We usually do it at Disney. And so we have flown into Disney one other time. And when we did that, it was so nice that we really, really wanted to try it with our family. It's kind of like like you get the Disney magic as soon as you land. Because first of all, the Orlando airport is really neat. It's very, you know, themed in, in different areas. But then also when you stay at a Disney resort, you get the Magical Express, which is Disney's bus transportation from the airport to the the resort. Now, unfortunately, that's going away at the end of this year. Disney is kind of slowly taking away some of the advantages of staying at their resorts. And that's one of the things that's actually going to disappear after 2021. So if you want to enjoy the Magical Express, make sure that you take a trip during 2021. 
Right. So we landed on a Thursday and we flew out of here really early on Thursday morning so we could take advantage of the resort and of Disney Springs on that Thursday. Then on Friday, we decided to go to Magic Kingdom. On Saturday, we went to Hollywood Studios. On Sunday, we went to Epcot. On Monday, we took a break. Um, and then we finished out the rest of our vacation with Tuesday, Animal Kingdom, and Wednesday. We went back to Hollywood Studios, which we usually do five days in the parks. We'll do one twice, and it almost always is Hollywood Studios. I rode Rock and Roller Coaster, and I actually, it's actually the first roller coaster I rode that was upside down in Hollywood Studios or ever in Disney World. It's actually the only one, but still, it's the first one I've ever ridden okay. ever in my life that's upside down. Okay, you tell them who was just talking because they have no idea who you are. That was Brayden. Yeah, so Brayden was super excited. He still is super excited. And we told you before on the podcast that Brayden is kind of our nervous child. He's 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 like me, honestly. Like I, I growing up was very nervous about experiencing new things. And so Brayden was amazing on this trip. Like he did pretty much every ride in all of Disney. And um the, the rock and roller coaster was kind of the, the last thing that he had to overcome. And he did it. And Brayden, it was like, do you remember when you when you went in and you saw them blasting off on the rock and roller coaster? Like, what were the thoughts that were going through your head? Yeah, I pretty much thought I was going to die and go into an alternate dimension. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, but he did it anyways, even though he thought he was going to die and go into an alternate dimension. It's the weirdest thing ever, but okay. I, I thought I was, I thought, I felt like the, because you go into just this, like, it's just black and you feel oh, like yes, yes. so scary, so I thought I was just like. It was weird. Yeah, so Rock and Roller Coaster is a blast coaster. So I don't want to give away too much of the ride for those of you that have never ridden it. But you blast off right at the very beginning and you go into um, really it's just a it looks like a black hole. But that's uh, the, the room in which the, the track is and all of that. So it's a lot of fun. So we finish our park days um, with a second trip back into Hollywood Studios. Primarily, it's because Galaxy's Edge is there, and we are giant nerds, big, huge Star Wars nerds, and we speak for yourself. Whatever, <laughs> I never watched Star Wars before I married you. So um, yes, now I have. I'm just one of them, and um, so we do make two trips to Hollywood Studios because the kids really do love Star Wars. Um, and then we finished our week out um, with a day at Disney Springs. We had a reservation. We slowed down. We checked out of our hotel, and then we took a late flight out on. Thursday. So that's basically a play-by-play -play of how our week went. Um, let's talk about some of the highlights of this trip. I know um, the things that we did on this trip that stood out for me that I am going to remember that make this trip special, but I want to hear from the kids. So Carter, why don't you tell me what was one of the highlights of this trip for you? Um, food and roller coasters because I like both of them and I'm a big fan of both of them and yeah, I'm just a big fan of both of them. <laughs> Which one are you a bigger fan of, food or roller coasters? The same. Okay, so they're equal in your book. Basically. <laughs> yeah, so before we even left for Disney, Carter decided he was going to do his research. Now, this is the first time we've actually ever told our kids well ahead of time that we were going to Disney. Um, and so they were excited and planning along with us. And Carter did some massive research before we went. Carter, you want to tell us about that? Um, I think a lot of you would think I'm weird, but I'm, it, it really pays off because um, I, I got to help my family in a lot of ways. And they... You? Did a lot of stuff too. What were the vlogs that you liked to watch? All right, there was DFB Guide, which is Disney Food Blog, and then there was Tim Trucker. 
So these are two great resources for you. If you're planning a trip to Disney World and you want to know more about um, the food or what's going on there right now, uh, Tim Tracker and the Disney Food Blog on YouTube are both great resources. Um, Brayden, what was, you kind of have already told us already, but what was the highlight for you on this trip? It was mostly just rides. I mean, I don't really eat a lot of food. Roller coasters, rides, really just any rides. But uh, it was really fun for me because I haven't really ever ridden a lot of the rides that I rode on this time around. We're not really sure how Brayden um, sustains life because the kid doesn't eat. He eats like a bird. No, no, Uh, no. I will tell you, the other day, I watched the kid eat like... A, a big thing, like a big bowl of goldfish right after school, and then like some candy, and then a big glass of grape juice, and then dinner came, and he was like, I don't know, Mom, I just don't like food. I'm not hungry. And I'm like, I don't think that's necessarily true. It was a donut, two donuts, not candy. Oh, excuse me. I I didn't remember correctly. It wasn't a candy bar. It was so much better. It was two donuts. But, Brayden, what was your, like, there had to have been – a highlight food that you ate while we were there? Was there one that you can remember that you would say, like, this was my favorite go-to food? Honestly, I don't know. I think there were maybe two, maybe three. So there was, yes, definitely the Num Num cookie. Um, Then there was the burger pods from Avatar Pandora. And, uh... Now that I'm thinking about it, there's actually, when we went to Oga's Cantina, the drinks there are really good, too. Okay, okay. So, a highlight for Brayden, and actually a highlight for me, too, was seeing Brayden overcome his nervousness, his fear of roller coasters. I'm really proud of him, because I'll be honest, people, I did not start riding roller coasters until I was in 11th grade, because this boy said, ride with me, I'll take care of you. And that boy was Joshua. (laughs) I swept her off her feet. Yeah, he swept me off my feet, or sat alongside me as I was swept off my feet on these roller coasters. So it took me a long time to overcome my fear. So honestly, I'm a big fan of like not pressuring the kids to do those kinds of things because I remember being in that position. And I said to Brayden, I'm not going wait, wait, to wait. make Hold you ride anything. You are the person that, if I remember correctly, Brayden was at the top of like a water slide or something like that. And you just like pushed him down and said, you're doing this. That's different from a roller coaster. Okay. It's not that, scary. That definitely happens. Yeah. Well, I remember that too. She pushed me down there too. <laughs> okay. Now they're telling on me. I did, but I knew that they would love it and they did. What did you guys do after I pushed you down? Went again. And again. And again. They did not want to get off that slide. I remember doing it like maybe 10 times. Yeah, probably. But they were much smaller. But for a big, giant, like fast roller coaster, I mean, I understand how terrifying that can be. So I said to him, I am not going to make you do anything, but I'm going to advise you. I think that you need to try to push yourself because I think you'll enjoy yourself more if you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you try some new things. And you know what? He rose to the occasion, and he absolutely did. And he had a blast. And I'm really proud of him for that. Um, I actually have something to say because I know that I'm not trying to make myself look any braver than Brayden, although I kind of am. <laughs> Humility, friend. Humility. <laughs> um, I actually rode lots of... I rode lots of roller coasters before him at Disney World and King's Dominion. <laughs> My mom just kicked me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead, Brayden. That makes me really mad when he says stuff like that in front of people <laughs> or on recording or something when he says, oh, yeah, I rode my- Okay, he has a shirt that says it. He does have a shirt that says, I ride more roller coasters than my brother. And if you Big. don't know... Um, boys are extremely competitive. If you could not get the gist of that in our family, there is constant competition happening here. And 
I, I think that it stems from being boys, being brothers, but also from being Venables because you know how we are. We are very competitive, so they get it honestly. Uh, Josh, what was one of your highlights from this trip? I would say, so So one of the things that we had never experienced at Disney before, of course, seeing Brayden, you know, overcome his fears and doing those things, like you said, that was really cool. But one of the things that we never experienced before at Disney was um, being able to use the Skyliner as a mode of transportation. And Disney's Skyliner is their newest mode of transportation. And it was just like super relaxing to be able to, to use the Skyliner instead of the bus system. Um, so oddly enough, like it, <laughs> that was one of the highlights from my trip. Yeah, I was going to say I wrote a few things down. And I have to say that the things that I wrote down, um, one of which was the resort. We have never stayed on property with the kids before, and they knew we were staying on property, but we chose Pop Century Resort. Um, There are value, moderate, and deluxe resorts at Disney World. Um, Pop Century is a value resort, but Josh is right. It's right off the Skyliner. So it was super convenient for us to use the Skyliner. If you don't know anything about um, Disney transportation, you usually have to fold up your stroller at the end of a long day and your baby's asleep and you have to get everything off the stroller and fold it up and get your baby and try to get on the bus or the tram. And on the Skyliner, you don't have to do that. So that has quickly become our new favorite mode of transportation. But I think my favorite things that I will remember from this trip that set it apart were the fact that we um, flew. Um, First of all, was the fact that we flew because the kids did not know we were flying. Actually, we drove an hour north and were basically about to go into the parking garage and they still did not even realize what was happening. Granted, it was really early How in the morning. How are we supposed to know that we we're going north? We're not. We don't have like a compass or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were not really paying attention. So we were basically pulling into the garage, and Brayden starts, and I, and, and they're they're not noticing. It's not clicking. And I'm like, Brayden, can you read that sign? What does that sign say? And, and Brayden says, uh, Ronald Reagan Airport. And it doesn't even still click to him. And all of a sudden, Carter, like, the light goes on. And he's like, are we flying? Yes, we're flying. You, I videoed it. And I was like, finally, they like, they cheered. And then we got out of the car and we went um, and, and got on the plane. Um, I did not cheer. I kept my eyes open and my eyes open and my mouth open and I just said, I'm scared of heights. <laughs> yeah, because he is a little bit nervous about going up into the plane or he was anyways, but that was one of my favorite parts because the kids have not flown before. Um, not that they remember anyways. So that was one of the the great things we surprised them. Actually, all the little surprises that we did were really um highlights of my trip because I love to see them get excited about something and we had some difficult reservations to get into um, and I, I kind of didn't tell them what reservations we got and Carter was like oh I wish we I wish we could do this I wish we could do that and I'm like hey buddy that's just a really difficult reservation to get but I never told him we didn't get it or we did get it so in the end I was able to surprise him with that and we surprised them by taking them to build droids and so all the surprises along the way were also highlights of the trip but I would say flying on the plane staying in pop century babe we haven't even talked about pop century tell us a little bit about it yeah so pop century is um the resort that we stayed in it's a value resort uh but it, the Disney resorts are very very nice no matter whether you stay in a value or moderate or deluxe they're going to be nice resorts the 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 size of the room um it's basically like a, a hotel room size um but they the resort itself, the convenience to the Skyliner, and really all the amenities that come along with it, the pools, and just the experience of being on Disney property. I like to say it like this, you never leave the bubble. You know, once you get there, it's like, and Disney, they're, they're geniuses, they're going to make their money, and they've made it to, to where you don't want to leave the bubble. And so all the money that you spend while you're there is spent in the Disney bubble. And so um, Pop Century is a great, great resort, especially for families. Carter? Did you want to add something to that? Um. Yes. I, well, I like we said earlier. I've been doing research on Disney World, but I also did one on our resort specifically. 
Um, so I know the name of, there's actually four pools, and I actually know the name of, out of all of them. You may think I'm weird again, Wait, but there's four pools? Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's three. No. <coughs> there's the kitty pool, the hippie dippy oh. pool, there's the computer pool, and the bowling pool. Yeah, so we actually stayed in the 60s area. We got a preferred room so that we could be close to the Skyliner and close to the hub, basically, um, where everything is. Some of these resorts are really spread out. If you pay for a preferred room, you get to be closer, and at the end of a long day at Disney, it it is worth it to be closer for us anyways. Um, So we were able to stay in the 60s, so we were able to use the hippy dippy pool. Um, we really, really did love the resort. I mean, we could stay at moderate or deluxe resorts. Of course, they cost more money, but we go to Disney early, early, early in the morning, and we leave late, late, late at night when we go to the parks. So we're very rarely in our rooms. So it doesn't really make sense for us to, you know, pay to upgrade the hotel and we just really enjoyed it plus we've had some friends um jenny our church secretary that has stayed there before and says she loves it it is absolutely one of her favorites and it smells so good when you walk in to the building uh yeah it smells really good (laughs) and uh mom mom wanted to get this candle and i'm sure she was gonna say that but I was just, I guess I was just going to say it. She wants to get this candle that smells like what it smells like when you first walk in to like the lobby at Pop Century. Yeah, so we'll give a, a little shout out to the Magic Candle Company. They're not sponsoring our podcast and they haven't given us any free stuff, but maybe they should since we're <laughs> giving them a little commercial here. But Magic Candle Company, they sell all kinds of candles that smell like Disney stuff and so if you are a Disney fan and like you want to remember something that you smelled there check out the Magic Candle Company we actually own a candle called Banshee Flight which is from Avatar Flight of Passage this the scent that you get in that ride yeah so uh, I think I might have to invest in a candle it's called classic hall actually the one that is for pop century but I think I might be buying myself that and you know what else too their beds and their pillows were so so comfortable I think I slept like so well mostly because I was exhausted the whole time I was there but also because their beds and their pillows are amazing and you can buy their beds and their pillows so um I, I asked Josh what I asked Josh just last night. <laughs> Babe, for my birthday, can you buy me um, a pillows and a mattress? <laughs> and I just kind of chuckled and rolled my eyes. And rolled over and went to bed. <laughs> okay, so we have gone through our schedule a little bit and some of the highlights of our trip. Beckett, do you have a highlight you want to share? No. No, he does not have anything he wants to share. And that's totally fine because kids will be kids. Okay, um, let's move on to our favorite rides and food. So Brayden's going to go first. Brayden's going to share his favorite ride, what park it's in, and what is his favorite food. Uh, number one, I thought we already went over this. Well, your dad kind of dipped his toe into this a little bit. He jumped the gun. Say again. Anyways, what is your favorite? My favorite ride. Actually, I don't know if we, I don't know if we said what our favorite rides were. Did we? Nope. Go ahead. Anyways, okay. So I have three favorite rides, and none of which I have ridden until this last time we went to Disney. So the first one is Space Mountain at Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Then there was. It's an Ev- indoor coaster. It's a little bit um, intense. Go ahead. Yeah, then there's Everest, Expedition Everest. It's in Animal Kingdom in Asia, I think. Yes, it's in Asia. And there's a little surprise on Expedition Everest we're not going to tell you about, but that is also a big coaster. And the last was? And the last, oh, I have four. Okay, (laughs) keep going. The uh, the second to last one is Rock and Roller Coaster. And uh, that one is also an indoor coaster, and it's the one we talked about at the very beginning. Yeah, it's a blast coaster. It just blasts you right off at the beginning. And the last one is Rise of the Resistance, and I can't really talk about that one. Nope, so. because we are going to be quiet about Rise of the Resistance. It is a, an amazing ride, an amazing attraction, 
And we don't want to give anything away about Rise of the Resistance. So Carter is next going to go through and tell us his favorite ride, his favorite food. All right. Uh, I have three. and Actually, four. Um, and my first one is Rock and Roller Coaster. My second one is uh, Rise of the Resistance. Third one is uh, Avatar Fight of Passage. And my fourth one is Soren. It's called, well, its full name is called Soren All Around the World, I think. And those are, those have really long, well, I'm not, Rock and Roller Coaster it doesn't really have a long line. Actually, I have five. <laughs> uh, there's Hollywood Tower of Terror. All right. Um, and then most of them have long lines besides Tower of Terror. So what was your favorite thing that you ate while you were there? Ate a lot of things. Well, I have to mention this because I meant to mention this earlier. He did a lot of research. He made a big, long list of foods he wanted to try. And Carter's highlight of this trip, I think, he, he decided to eat around Disney World. And I think that we successfully accomplished that. We have a bunch of pictures of Carter trying a lot of different snacks. Um, so there was the shisha cattail, the num num cookie, the turkey leg. I don't know where my mom got it, but she got it. Uh, and then there's the corn dog nuggets. So, he ate a lot yeah. of things. But the num num cookie you can find at Hollywood Studios. It's like this warm, deep dish chocolate chip cookie it is so so good the cheshire cat tail and it's huge is in magic kingdom um you can find it at different places depending on um, what time of the year it is but it is a pastry filled with chocolate so I, if you noticed a little bit of a trend here my kid likes sugar um beckett are you wanting to say your ride and your favorite food beckett's gonna talk ladies and gentlemen no no <laughs> no brayden has something else to say you want to say something go ahead I didn't really try the Cheshire Cat. I think I tried a little bit of it, but if I did, I think I would like it. I don't know if I did. I don't remember, so I think I like it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What was your favorite thing that you ate? You didn't tell us. I actually did. I said the Nun Moon Cookie. Oh, I you said, did. That's right. Yeah. That's, I forgot you said that. So um, Carter mentioned another ride we haven't talked about yet, and that is Soren. If you go to Epcot, it is the best ride, in our opinion, at Epcot. It's a multi-sensory, um, like, flying ride, and um, you want to make sure that you get to Soren. Sometimes there's a long line, but it is totally worth it. All right, babe, what are your favorite rides and favorite foods? We're sharing mics in here today because we only have a couple mics in the studio. So, like, I'm I'm having to get down on my kid's level here. Yeah, he's down um, on his knee like he's going to ask me to marry him again. Uh, so, my favorite ride is in all the world. Like, not just at Disney World, but in all the world is Avatar Flight of Passage. Um, it is a – it's an amazing ride at Animal Kingdom. Uh, you, I don't want to give away too much, but basically it's kind of like a simulated ride where you're riding on the back of a banshee and you're riding through this beautiful world. Um, if you've, if you've ever been to Animal Kingdom and you missed Flight of Passage, you have to go back just so that you can, you can enjoy Flight of Passage. Um, it's an amazing, it's an amazing ride. So that is definitely my favorite ride in all of Disney World. And I would say in all of the world, it's not a coaster. Um, but it's an incredible ride. Rise of the Resistance, um, just to explain what that is a little bit, uh, it's a Star Wars ride, and it's in Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. Um, but the, the, the whole thing is like a 15-minute experience. It's not just the ride. It's like the pre-ride and then the ride itself. It's really, really neat. Um, you've really probably never experienced anything like it. So don't miss that if you go to Hollywood Studios as well. Um, Am I supposed to talk about food? Mm -hmm. Okay, so my favorite food. Now, listen, we, we're all about food. And so Disney has so, so many good places to eat and so many good snacks. Um, we love, am I talking about Yak and Yeti right now? You can talk about whatever you want, Okay, dear. awesome. So we, we love our favorite restaurant in, in Disney, at least that we've tried so far, is Yak and Yeti, which is in Animal Kingdom. Unfortunately, we missed out on reservations this time. We were not able to get reservations for Yak and Yeti. Um, but the best thing that, that we have eaten from there is 
their what is it? Their dessert wonton. No, no, no. The 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 meal. Chicken tikka masala. Chicken tikka masala. You ask I always me this forget every this. time. I know because <laughs> I always think curry, but I know it's not curry. It's chicken tikka masala, but it is amazing. And then the dessert that she mentioned just a second ago, the fried wontons, is incredible. Now, we missed out on a reservation this time. We got a reservation for two, and so Danielle and her mom went in and bought the dessert wontons, but they weren't as good. Yeah, takeout probably wasn't as good as maybe going and experiencing the restaurant and taking a load off, but it still was delicious. It's this like, um, well, go ahead, Josh, you describe it to us. Okay, so the dessert, it's a fried wonton. It's got cream cheese in it and then like this vanilla um, frosting on the top of it and it comes with a scoop of ice cream. It is so, so good. Now, I do have to say too, because this time I had a dessert in Disney World that rivaled the wontons and that was, do you know what I'm going to say? Gideon's Cookie. Yes, Gideon's Bakehouse, this incredible bakery that is brand new in uh, Disney Springs. And it's so popular, in fact, that you actually have to join a virtual queue when you arrive at Disney Springs many times in order to even get into the bakery. Um, but Gideon's serves these half-pound cookies, these massive half-pound cookies that are to die for. And I had, they had peanut butter, chocolate, swirl. Right. He, you know, they have, a, they have their normal cookies on the menu, but then they have the cookie of the month. The cookie of the month. It was a and, peanut butter chocolate swirl. And if you and know they, anything about Josh, chocolate peanut butter <laughs> combo is his absolute It's amazing. I love chocolate favorite. and peanut butter. And so Reese's. I'm like, you know what? God blessed you. Yes. He smiled down upon you when the month that we went, their cookie of the month was chocolate peanut butter swirl. Yes, yes. So I got the chocolate peanut butter swirl cookie and I got the peanut butter frosting. That went with it. Oh, yeah. Tim Tracker turned us on to that. That was amazing. Yeah. And um, I I do have to say this, though. What? Like, it has to be said. What? We got home, I guess, back to the resort that night. We crawl. Like, we hadn't eaten the cookies. We had a big lunch, and we just grabbed the cookies so that we could eat them later. We crawled into bed late at night, and he's like, I'm going to eat my cookie. So he pulls out. But, but I did not eat a full half-pound cookie. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> no, he pulls out the cookie, and he unwraps it carefully, and he opens his peanut butter frosting. He takes a bite of his cookie, and he just looks like he is in heaven. Then he dips his cookie in peanut butter frosting, and he's like, this makes it even better. And I said, what do you think, babe? What do you think of the cookie? He says, this is the best cookie I have ever eaten in my life. I did say that. And then he wraps it gently up, and after he's about half of it, wraps it gently up in this paper. He kisses it. I'm not joking, people. Okay. He kisses the no, cookie. Hold on a second. Let me let me just. Okay, you know how when you enjoy something so much, you kind of just go, Mwah. and that's what it was. It wasn't like you know I'm in love with this cookie and I'm kissing it. Well, you just certainly just look that sure. way. What do you, you want to say? Certainly Brayden? look that way. Uh. I wanted to say that also while he was wrapping it up and everything, he was smiling, all proud <laughs> of himself. Of course I was smiling. Looking. It was so no, good. We were all looking, proud of himself. He, you were looking at mom like, oh, I have the better cookie than yours. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the truth. Like, my cookie is far superior to yours. So in the morning, I get up, and we're about to run out the door because, I mean, we do Disney. We get up early. We want to be there for rope drop, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, and... I decided to grab my cookie real fast and eat some a little for breakfast. And I pull out my cookie and I take a bite and I'm like, this tastes like peanut butter. And I look at it and there it is. The chocolate peanut butter swirl cookie full, a full chocolate peanut butter swirl cookie covered in peanut butter chips and chocolate chips. And I unwrap the other cookie and he had eaten half. Of my cookie. It was so good, though. It was a pistachio. I don't even know what pistachio the name of it was. Pistachio toffee. But it I'm was like, how did you not so even good. notice this is not a peanut butter cookie? I'm like, you You literally said my cookie was the best cookie you've ever eaten in your entire okay, life. Okay, so moral of the story is Gideon's Bakehouse is a can't miss in Disney Springs. Like, if you go to Disney Springs, make sure you get in line for Gideon's, even if you have to wait in a virtual queue. Okay, so my favorite ride at Disney I mean, it's really hard to narrow down. I have a favorite in each park, but um, 
I think like the classic Haunted Mansion, I think would be one of my favorites. It's just like it's been there so long and it's just this kitschy ride and it's really fun. And so I say that is probably one of my favorites at least. Um, what were you going to say? I think Beckett wants to say something about <gasps> his favorite food. Beckett, nope, one up here. He's shaking you, his head. Do you want to tell us about your favorite food? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He says no to everything. Okay. No. Um, I do have to say there we um like food you all know that and so we tend to eat one big meal in the park every day and then we just basically snack for the rest of the day like here and there and here and there and we get tons of snacks um because we want to experience everything so there are lots of different things that we have eaten but the thing that i come home thinking about and josh does not understand this is the bubble waffle from Disney Springs. And you didn't even get it It is this a time. strawberry and cream bubble waffle. And it is from the crepe stand. And we went to get it on the day we were leaving. And they didn't open until four. And we were going to be already gone. And I was so, so sad. I did feel bad for you that day. I was day. so sad. I got myself I a too. caramel apple in consolation. Which was really good. But I really, really have been for an entire year and a half been thinking about that bubble waffle so i was really sad about that okay so those are our favorite rides and our favorite foods um let's talk about some tips and tricks so if you're planning to go on a disney trip um there are a few things that you need to know before you go that will make your trip much better and the first thing we're going to talk about is the fact um well, we're going to talk about rope drop. Josh, why don't you talk about rope drop for us? Okay, so rope drop is basically the way that Disney refers to their park opening. And um, they used to, I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but they used to literally drop a rope. And they would hold a rope actually in front of the crowd as they're moving them through the park and take the crowd to the most uh, popular attraction in the park because that's where most everybody was headed that morning so rope drop is kind of when the park opens now most parks advertise an opening time so 8 a.m um for many 9 a.m it always changes disney's always changing their operating hours for their parks but you you want to be there before that time because most often they will open the gates to the park 30 to 45 minutes before the advertised time. Yeah, and so every day we would get up wicked early and we would stand in line. And you all know that I am not a morning person. I don't know where you got that wicked early thing. Like, you're not from New England. That's what they say in New England. Like, wicked Listen, I'm a military or... brat. I can say all the slang colloquial <laughs> okay. lingo from anywhere I want all because right. I'm not from any one place. But um, we we would get up really early and we would be at the Skyliner or about to get on the bus at like 645. And one day we missed it because we legit slept in until 630. Um, but for the most part, except for Epcot, Epcot opens at 11. They but took forever. We did. We did take for I like dressing up to know. go into the park. I don't know parks. that I would say they took forever. Listen, I like to have my outfits planned out and I like to put on my makeup and do my hair, which most of you might think is ridiculous because in five minutes my hair looks terrible and my makeup has melted off. But I like to at least try. So it did take me a long time, but we try to get in line. And right now um, it's a good idea to get in line about that early for the parks. The reason we like to do rope drop is because the line is so, so short. So you might consider doing this, um, even if you're not a morning person. But you know what? Slinky Dog Dash, sometimes that line is two hours or more. And it is so hot in Toy Story Land. It's super cute in there. Like, they make you feel like a, a toy, like the size of a toy. They blow everything up large. Um, but there's no shade. And so standing in line for Slinky Dog Dash is horrible like I mean horrible we've done it before and we will not do it again so if we rope drop and basically race everybody back to slinky dog dash which is what we tend to do um walk as fast as we can and get straight back there 
you can get on the second, at least us. We weren't on the first ride of the day, but we were like on the second or third ride of the day and we didn't have to stand in line. So that is the advantage of doing that. We also close parks every day because at the end of the day, the lines get shorter again. In the middle of the day, we'll take our time, go to like some lesser, um, less popular, I guess I should say, attractions. So the lines aren't so long, but at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day is really when it is advantageous to ride the really, really long line rides. Um, I have something to say because we actually didn't get to this, which is surprising because um, it's like a ve- it's very popular. Um, we didn't talk about the hard to get reservations. Oh, you mean the dining reservations? Well, the dining reservations and the. Um, reservations for Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, I like the way you think, Carter, because those are literally literally the next thing on my list for us to discuss. And the last things, actually, we're going to talk about today. Um, we like to try different restaurants and go different places. And this time, because the kids already knew that we were going to Disney so far in advance, like I said, we really enjoyed surprising them with these hard-to-get-into reservations. What you need to know about these reservations um, is that if you want to eat at Disney World in a sit-down restaurant, you have to make a reservation. Yeah, you you need reservations. Now, here's one of the advantages to staying on Disney property is that you can make your reservations earlier than anybody else can. Not right now because of COVID and some of the COVID protocols, but what are you shaking your head for? That's not true. What do you mean it's not true? It's the fast pass you can make earlier. You can't. I thought you could make reservations for restaurants earlier too. Nope, 180 days out. Usually. No matter what. Yep. If you're even if you're not staying on property. That's my understanding. It's 180 days out, whether or not you're staying on property. Usually, that reservation will open up at 6 a.m. Eastern time, 180 days out. But now because of COVID, it opens at um, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 60 days before your check-in day. Okay, so I stand corrected by the Disney queen. Um, (laughs) I won't say which one, but... But uh, anyways, the reservations are essential, especially for some of these more popular restaurants. Yak and Yeti, um, Be Our Guest, which is a, a character character meal. Yeah, those character um, meals like Topolino's, those character meals can be really difficult to get the reservations for. Um, there are some popular restaurants that you just have to be ready at 6 a.m., 60 days out if you want to get them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's essential. Right, and um, one of them is Beaches and Cream. Carter, you want to talk about Beaches and Cream for a second? Okay, so Beaches and Cream is basically an ice cream shop. Um, It's at the boardwalk, so if you go to Epcot, then you, like, it's, like, it's not behind Epcot, but it's, like, in front of, so if you go on the Skyline and you go to Epcot, it puts you at Epcot International Gateway. So then you go uh, to the boardwalk, boardwalk, which is at the, it's not, like, at the other side of it. Uh, International Gateway, but... It's near Epcot. It's in one of the Epcot resorts. Go ahead. Tell us about the restaurant. Uh, The restaurant is at, I think... uh, Wait, what's it called? Uh, I forgot. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right. So, um, there was... So, Mom got reservations for Beaches and Cream, which is a hard-to-get reservation. So, we know that I was going to go... And then mom and dad couldn't figure out who was going to go. So Right. So they- we had a party of nine with us, but we weren't able to get a beaches and cream reservation for nine. And because it was during spring break, they were not um, accepting any walk-ups at the time because it was just so slammed. So we only had a reservation for two. And Carter is the one who begged to go. And I was surprising him at this reservation. But before we went, we watched a YouTube video and I saw this peanut butter chocolate like ice cream dessert which is totally like I said right up Josh's alley especially the ice cream part and so I said babe you have to go to beaches and cream with Carter but then he didn't even get it well the the milkshakes there are massive so Carter and I decided to share a milkshake which one was it uh, well, it wasn't a milkshake. It was like a sundae. It was called the Fudge Brownie Mudslide. Since I love fudge, I love brownies, and I don't really and love, love mudslides. mudslides. <laughs> no, I don't really <laughs> love mudslides, but it's an ice cream sundae, and it was massive. It wasn't even as big as the kitchen sink, which is, like, bigger than massive. 
Yeah, so they went there and really thoroughly enjoyed their experience. We've been there before, actually, for Beckett's second birthday. We went, they have something called the kitchen sink. The kitchen sink has like, I don't know, 25 scoops of ice cream, every topping, and an entire can of whipped cream and they announced that every time they bring out the kitchen sink um and we just all shared that for his birthday one year so we have been there before and we really do like that um little ice cream shop is basically what it is but it's on the smaller side which which makes it a more difficult reservation to get we also got Oga's cantina this time which is difficult and so we were very excited about that and we were just thankful to at least get two for yak and yeti because we really love that go ahead carter I want to tell them about Oga's Canteen a little bit because it's a hard-to-get reservation drink place instead of, like, a restaurant or anything. So there's special drinks there that you can get. The one that we got, well, I can remember just only one of them. There was one that uh, my grandparents got. There was the, was it Java or Java? Java. Java juice. And then I don't remember the other two, but one of them had a special pork mug you can just get the drink and not uh, buy the pork mug or you can since i'm such a big fan of porks i got that drink and i bought the pork mug with my own money so i was so really, that was his souvenir i was really happy he was really happy that he got the the drink in the porg mug because he thoroughly enjoys porgs um go ahead brayden uh, Carter reminded me when he said he bought the Porg mug. I actually got a souvenir from every single park. I got uh, the Resistance helmet. I got a Resistance helmet. I got the droid the second time we went to Hollywood. I, I got paint and I got pins and I got a snow globe from Epcot. I got pins from I got two pins from uh, Animal Kingdom. And I got a pin from Hollywood Studios about Rock and One Rock of his goals was to get a uh, souvenir from every single park. And so, yeah, he had saved he his birthday money and he had some extra money from grandparents and things. And so they each, we don't actually buy them souvenirs. They each um, earn their money or get or get grandparents' money um, and they choose their souvenirs that way. So um, he was very excited, as, as excited as Carter was to eat around Disney World. Brayden was excited to buy souvenirs around Disney World. So um, we talked about um, doing rope drop. We talked about getting reservations. Uh, also, you need to know that there are fast pass reservations. They're not available now. Um, but if you go after COVID, you can get a fast pass reservation. And that basically takes you to the front of the line. Um, and the last thing that we're going to talk about today is a rise of the resistance, which is the very 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 difficult ride to get into um josh why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah so um it's it's a tough ride to get into they they have what they're calling a boarding pass and you've got to be on it like 7 a.m the morning of the your trip to hollywood studios you got to be on the app and um you've got to hit join Right there on the boarding pass, you got to actually hit it twice um, to get your boarding pass. It's really difficult. It's a it's a tough thing to do. You can practice before you go. Danielle practiced up on it, um, so you know it better than I do how how to do it. I wouldn't explain exactly how to do it, but maybe just give them the the rundown on sure. So what they need. Uh, to know Rise of it. the Resistance is a ride in Galaxy's Edge, and if they did not have a boarding pass system, people would be in line for hours because it is very, very popular. Um, because they have the boarding pass system, you have to be on your phone at 6.59 because it opens at 7. Basically, you have to go into the screen where you're going to be um, hitting join and joining that boarding pass or um, joining that line, um, getting that boarding pass at 6.59 and constantly refreshing from 6.59 to 7. Then as soon as heaven 7 hits, you hit join and then join at the bottom of the next page and don't even read anything. If you read anything, you will not get that reservation. It's really, really difficult 
to get. So that's why I practiced. Probably two weeks ahead of time, every day at 6.59, I would refresh, 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 try to get the boarding. Of course, you cannot get a boarding pass when you're practicing. Um, But if you don't get it in time, it'll say the queue is full. If you do get it in time, it says, sorry, you don't have a reservation for today. Um, And that's how you know you would have gotten a boarding pass. So the the first few times I did it, I wasn't, I just kept getting the queue is full. And I thought, there's no way I must be doing something wrong. But really, the boarding passes are gone in three seconds. If you have an error on your phone, if you make a mistake, you are not going to get a boarding pass. So you need to practice and don't read anything. Know where the join buttons are and hit join, join, and you will be able to get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance, hopefully. Um, the other thing you need to know is don't be on Wi-Fi. You need to just be using your, your data. Um And go to a quiet place because if your children are crawling all over you, you ain't going to get that boarding pass. (laughs) So um, that is our big tip, tips and tricks um, for how we do Disney World and how you can get the most out of your Disney World experience. Um, If you have any questions, we would love to answer questions. Um, And we'll probably be posting pictures here soon. Uh, I don't think that there's anything else. No, I think that's it. Part of what we do love about Disney Vacations is planning it. So honestly, if you have any questions or really Danielle's the the, the planning master behind, yeah, I have behind it all. vacations, Disney vacations for friends just for fun. It's It can be overwhelming if you've never done it before. And I really love to do it. So I don't mind at all helping or helping you plan your vacation or even making your reservations for you. I don't mind at all. Um, I do want to say... I was thinking about this, and what do you think? I want I want you to answer this question. Why do you think we love Disney so much? Um, I think I think part of it is nostalgia. Like you know, both of us grew up kind of on Disney movies, yeah, and the loving 90s. Disney, and so I think part of it is nostalgia. But for me, like uh, uh, an even bigger part of that has been now has has become the memories that we've created uh, as we've gone yeah, and creating new memories each time we go and seeing the joy on our kids' faces. Yeah, I think that for me, it's like twofold. It's like I and you, we can dress up, we can wear our Mickey shirts, I can wear my Mickey, my mini ears, and we can just be big kids, you know, carefree and have fun and really enjoy that time and be present with our kids. And that's the other thing. There's not, well, there's six of us. And there's not a lot of things that all six of us enjoy, but one thing we bond over, one thing we all enjoy is going to Disney. There's something for everyone, and everybody's in a good good mood. I know sometimes they say you have <laughs> for the most part you, you have that Disney meltdown, but our kids are a little bit older now, yeah. and we're not really experiencing that anymore. So now we're just running through the parks, having fun together. So if you're interested at all in planning a trip, or if you want to know more, we will help you. You might really love it. You might hate it. I don't know. Some people don't like Disney, but we really do like Disney. Thanks for indulging us. If you made it this far in the podcast, kudos we, to you. Yeah, we salute you. Uh, you are our true diehard <laughs> and fans. And if, if this is the first and only podcast of ours that you've ever listened to, this is very much outside of the box of our norm. So go check out one of the other episodes before you make a judgment. Yeah. <laughs> or, but you this might a, still hear a little smidge of Disney like all yes, the time because yes, that's sure. just how we roll. Anyways, we're so thankful that you listen to us. Yeah, you guys, thanks so much for joining in. Make sure you join us over at Facebook at the He Said, She Said podcast. I think the kids want to say goodbye. Oh, come on in, guys. Bye. This is Reagan. You don't have to say it one one at a time. You can all say it together. All right. Okay. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Becky did not say anything. Hey, guys, again, thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great week. We will look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.